greetings and welcome to an Odyssey and Territory. If the spirit moves you, would you be kind enough to follow, like, and share this podcast as I'm your grateful host, Dan Riley. As I've mentioned in other podcasts, I've had a significant amount of formal public speech training. Today, I'm going to talk about this training individually, then collectively, and then reveal some of the marketplace lessons I've learned while attempting to integrate all these foundational and fundamental speech concepts into the world of business, the corporate world, the world of entrepreneurs, to a world where the majority don't know a thing about classical speech theory and don't give a hoot either. The upshot is this. In the world of reality, you need a strategy to integrate general speech training into the specific industry and the unique company you work for or partner with within that industry. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this in a minute. Let me start with the Dale Carnegie courses. I've attended this class or course six times in all over several decades, four times as a student and twice as what they call a graduate assistant. I attended my first Dale Carnegie course in my early 20s with a couple of friends. We were unanimous in agreeing this 14-week course, by a large margin, was more enjoyable, life-changing, and more useful than any single college course we had taken. The course consists of a class held once a week with a specific theme for three hours. Each subsequent class layered and built upon the previous one. Additionally, Participants are given assignments between classes relating to both what was learned and what will be learned. The obvious question for me, why did you need to attend so many classes? Is this a class you can fail? No, of course not. The answer is no. Two other times, the company I was with initiated compulsory matriculation is why I went. And the last time I attended was because I was contemplating becoming a franchisee. And to do so, you needed to serve as a graduate assistant several times. Overall, Dale Carnegie is a great program, but it's a misnomer to consider it strictly public speech training. It does not go very deep at all into speech training, but does provide very useful training in improving memory, human relations, and building confidence. I was a Toastmaster for a decade. I went to clubs that met exclusively on a weekly basis as opposed to bi-weekly or monthly. For me, if I didn't attend a class that met weekly, there was too much leakage between classes. I would lose my rhythm and my edge. Toastmasters International is one of the largest self-training and nonprofit educational organizations in the world. The key to benefiting from Toastmasters is to find the right club. There is a wide disparity regarding several factors from club to club, such as how many club members have actually completed one or more of their several training modules and tracks. This is extremely important because their model is built on members training members. The number of people that consistently attend each week is another factor. The level of engagement with the local civic organizations. In strong clubs, civic organizations will routinely go to the club requesting speakers for their events. I could go on and on. Suffice to say, if one joined a high-quality club, the public speech training from Toastmasters is second to none. Unlike Dale Carnegie, Toastmasters focuses mainly on public speech training that is geared to those aspiring to leadership roles not only in the club, but in their professional lives as well. 
I have also completed many proprietary executive speech programs, some better than others. But for the most part, these programs were very similar to Carnegie and Toastmasters, but in an abbreviated fashion and were specifically designed for a corporate environment. Other training I've had includes Neuro Linguistic Programming, NLP for short. I'm not going to get into the specifics of NLP now, although I will be including that in an online class I'll be offering very, very soon. It really is a fascinating subject, and once you understand it, you'll be able to spot it everywhere in politicians, salesmen, from the pulpit, television, advertising, and on and on it goes. There is an old movie, a classic I really like, A Few Good Men. It is based on Aaron Sorkin's play of the same name. What made the movie famous was the iconic scene between Cruz's character, attorney Daniel Caffey, and that of Nicholson's character, Colonel Nathan Jessup. By way of a masterful cross-examination, Caffey gets Colonel Jessup to admit on the witness stand that he had indeed ordered an illegal code red to be delivered to Private William Santiago that resulted in his death. A code red is an unwritten practice in the Marine Corps. It refers to the hazing or otherwise abusive action taken against a specific Marine by his peers on the orders of a superior officer. In an attempt to bring the targeted Marine's attitude shortcoming or behavior in line with that of the base commander's wishes. There was another illuminating moment on the witness stand in that movie. Caffey calls a witness, Corporal Barnes, to testify that Code Reds do exist at Guantanamo Bay. During the prosecutor, Jack Ross's cross-examination of the corporal, he handed him a copy of the United States Marines' standard operating procedures and asked him to turn to the page that outlined Code Reds. Barnes gave a wry smile and said, Oh, no, sir, that's not in the manual. No further questions for the witness, says Ross. As Ross is walking back to the prosecutor's table, Caffey intercepts the manual from his grip and hands it back to Barnes on the witness stand and begins a re-examination. Corporal Barnes, could you please turn to the page that explains where the mess hall is? With another wry smile, Barnes says, No, no, that wouldn't be in here, sir. Kathy goes on, What? You mean they don't provide any food on this base? Barnes laughed and went on to explain how well he eats. Point made. Not everything is in the manual, the core values, and the mission statements. Every industry and company within the industry have a specific speech culture. Oh, it won't be found in any manual, but it's there. And the reality is this. It trumps formal speech training every single time. Invariably, this culture comes from the company leader and to a lesser degree, the informal leaders or popular persons within that organization. There are many obvious reasons for this. In any hierarchical system, the boss has implied credibility with everything he or she does. Their presentation style is no different. In any organization, how the boss speaks and presents is how the rest of the organization speaks and presents. In the rare occasion that the boss happens to be laconic, how he or she likes to be presented to will become the default presentation style of that organization. Mind you, 
This all happens organically without any articulated plan to do so. It's just the reality of the corporate and entrepreneurial worlds. Therefore, one cannot just take their formal speech training directly back to their work environment because we are looking at two different paradigms. They need a strategy to integrate this training incrementally. Could you imagine going to a meeting of CPG executives and telling them about a dream you had? I'm, of course, referring to Dr. King's I Had a Dream speech. They think you're nuts. Another factor to consider is that scores of companies and organizations exist today with leadership teams that have, at best, mediocre public speaking and presentation skills. Any savvy up-and-comer is not going to upstage their bosses with their newfound skills in oratory. But on the other hand, they don't want to dumb down this talent either. Because in the real world, people seldom have becoming a great speaker as a top priority. Getting hired, getting a raise, getting noticed by the right people, getting promoted, making the sales, making the connections, or acquiring the funding are top priorities. But, paradoxically, by becoming a polished public speaker, you increase your chances of achieving the real-world objectives by a significant factor. The secret is learning how to integrate formal speech training into your specific world of commerce. In the online course I'll be offering, you'll learn how to overcome the fear of public speaking. Receive formal speech training both in mechanics and content and the integration of the two. Steps to identify the speech culture of your current environment. Methods for discovering your authentic rhetorical devices. Impactful storytelling in a business environment. Our course will offer the perfect environment to give speeches. In our environment, speeches are given without risk to career reputation. No bosses will be there. No loss of promotional opportunity. There are no sales to be had. There's no funding to be acquired. We focus on each person becoming the best speaker they can be. And much, much more. If you're interested in learning more about our online speech program, please contact us at an oratory at gmail.com. For my part, that's all there is, except for this. Please follow, like, share, and comment on this podcast. This is Dan Riley taking you on an odyssey into oratory. Until next time, throw off those bowl lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sail. We're on the move now.